Hello and welcome to Gather Round, the new podcast series sharing stories from Aberdeen Archives Gallery and Museums. In this episode, which we've recorded during Scottish Archaeology Month, listen in as Anne Simpson and Derek Jennings of the Book of Deer Project reflect on this year's celebration of the Book of Deer, a little book that tells a lot. During Scotland's Year of Stories in 2022, the remarkable 10th century Book of Deer illuminated manuscript has returned to the northeast of Scotland, where it is sought to have originated for the first time in hundreds of years. With the support of the National Lottery Heritage Fund, the Book of Deer Project Community Heritage Group has secured the loan of this exquisite little book, thought to be Scotland's oldest surviving manuscript from Cambridge University Library. The Book of Deer contains a series of captivating illustrations as well as the earliest surviving text in Scots Gaelic. These Gaelic notes, dating from the 12th century, give the volume its title, referring to the Monastery of Deer in Aberdeenshire, where the manuscript is sought to have originated. The Book of Deer will be on display at Aberdeen Art Gallery until Sunday the 2nd of October 2022. The Book of Deer project has led a partnership with Aberdeen Archives Gallery and Museums, Cambridge University, the University of Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire Council, Live Life and Cameron Archaeology to present the Book of Deer 2022, a celebration of the book which includes the exhibition, an archaeological dig and a cultural programme in the city of Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire. The book and the dig are the subject of a new documentary which is being made by Midas Media for BBC Alba, a follow-up to their 2017 programme. My name is Anne Simpson. I'm the chair of the Book of Deer Project, um, a little charity um, set in the northeast of Scotland that's been responsible for pulling together a partnership that's managed to get this exhibition at the Art Gallery uh, and Museum in Aberdeen. It's great to be back here this morning to have a wee reflection on that journey that, to get the wee book that's so precious to all of us back here. With me, I have my vice chair. I'm Derek Jennings. I've been uh, with the project since um, 2009 and uh, uh, ditto everything Anne said about getting the book up here, really excited about uh... I've been probably involved in the project a bit longer than Derek, but not, not in this role. Um, I wasn't originally a volunteer with the project. Um, I was involved in the project setup, which was way back in the early 1990s, um, when one of our uh, honorary members, George Smart, um, now in his 90s and mm-hmm. still involved in the project, had this vision of um, bringing the book back to the North East, uh, something that he was aware of. I wasn't even aware of the book at that time. Um, and it came from a, an idea which was linked to sort of economic development too, that if we could bring the book back and have a centre for it, um, that people would come to the North East Corner, which was, again, precious to all of us and not avoid it as they drove past from Aberdeen to Inverness, but they actually came back, came back to us. So, cut a long story short, um, the, the original project um, was set up on a company limited by guarantee. It had some funding from LEADER, uh, not LEADER, the predecessor of that, European funding for a development worker for a while. And a feasibility study was done about trying to have a heritage centre building, probably in Aden Country Park, um, to host the book. Sadly, the economics of that, the, the business plan for that, didn't stack up. But there was always the dream that we could try and have the book, at least for a while, as it's happened, um, 
back in its in its roots. So, Derek, Derek and I are both passionate about that little bit of history. Yeah, I think. Uh... As far as I'm concerned, as I say, I joined the project in 2009 and not long after I joined the project, um, we kind of, I had a background kind of uh, in archaeology. Uh, so we had a meeting and we thought, well, I suggested that um, it might be possible that we should actually try and find the monastery. Uh, so it was just the gem of an idea that we had and um, at that meeting, uh, one of the committee said, well, if you really wanted to go down that line and start doing archaeology and hunt for the, for the monastery, uh, I have an idea of someone who might actually sponsor you in that. So he went to a local businessman <clears throat> and uh, the local business, businessman said, yeah, I, I, I'll sponsor you um, as, uh, on one condition that, that you look for the monastery. Uh, and that, that was it. So uh, I um, started uh, doing research and um, I came up with a, quite a few possible sites and things like that. So uh, the first year we started, we got guard um, from Glasgow University Archaeological and Research Department. And um, they came up and they did, a, a Olivia Lelong did a desktop study. It's the, the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, it was, I've never seen a, I had never seen a proper desktop uh, study for the book. And she did this and then uh, they did a, a bit of geophys um, and that was in the graveyard in Old Deer. Um, and that sort of kicked it all off. We managed to pay for that and then... Uh, we went in from year to year. So 10 years later, we're still looking for the monastery. And as I say over and over again, we know where it isn't uh, because there are many places that we've done. And we've had maybe about um, two, 3,000 local school children involved over the years who come on the digs. Um, if we have a, it was a two-week dig and we had local school children. They would partake in the dig during, uh, during school time. They would... Uh, and. Uh, we've had a lot of interest in them. We've had um, uh, uh, various, um, I'm trying to think, the last piece of interest where we thought we might have uh, found it uh, was um, the Great British Story, Michael Wood. He came out and did a, a video of it um, uh, and filmed. He filmed for two days. And we got five minutes <laughs> on the Great British Story, but it was um, it was uh, but as I say, it's been a fantastic thing, and we don't know where it is. Yeah, we're on a journey. Um, we're on, <laughs> we're on, a, on a, a journey for all sorts of reasons. Um, and when we went to Cambridge, I'm trying to think when it was 2018, Derek was it 2019. It, I think it was 18. 18, 20. Right. Yeah, we went. We went for many years. Um, a lot. Of, uh, we are not a big project. We're a membership organisation, and we've got between 30 and 40 members spread out across mainly Aberdeenshire but other bits of Scotland as well and actually um, we've got quite a lot of interest from other parts of the world, from America in particular. Um, and there have been, the 2018 dig was very successful and there was a lot of publicity for us and we just felt that for a lot of us, some people had been to Cambridge personally, had gone down and seen the book but I hadn't seen it and I really wanted to do that. And um, we have a very active, uh, committed volunteer, Joyce, who um, made contact with Cambridge and basically 
got in touch with um, Joe Whitlock and others at the library. And they were, you know, it was an open door to go down and see them. So about 24, 25 of us all took a trip down to Cambridge mm -hmm. in March 2018. And I'd asked for a meeting with the um, basically person in charge of external affairs at the library and basically asked her if we were to be able to finance it, would you and find a suitable venue, would you contemplate um, giving us the book on loan? And it was like pushing an open door. And they, they said, absolutely. Now, that was 2018. In our heads at that time was 2020. Mm -hmm. COVID came. Yeah. COVID came along um, and that put paid to to that. To that. Um, also, it was taking us a bit longer to get uh, a National Lottery Heritage Fund application in. And then we realised it was the Year of Scotland Stories in 2022. And it just became an obvious time to actually try and do it to fit in with that theme as well. At the moment, we are so pleased. I'm just chuffed it's here. Just and to have it up For here. folk like yeah. George, uh, who's in his 90s <coughs> and had never seen it, who came to the, the civic reception we had at the yeah. start, and he just, you know, I looked at him, Sandy Ritchie, the other Sandy one. Sandy Ritchie. Another yeah, long-term, an yeah, honorary yeah. member now of the project, uh, um, again in his 90s. In fact, he said to me, he said, you've got to get the thing up here quick before I die, <laughs> you know? So... Uh, you know, and and I watched them. Sandy just kept going back and going back to the case yeah. and looking at Couldn't it believe and it. looking at it again because neither of them were fit to come to Cambridge with us, so they hadn't yeah. actually uh. they hadn't actually seen it. Um, so that's just been wonderful. That's probably my highlight is the fact that Sandy and George got to see this. So you know, it's it's for such a little book. It's touched such a a, a lot of people. Oh yes, there's just uh. something for me about the fact that it's not large. It's not. You know, not being in a cathedral, it's a prayer book that has been been used um, and used as as an and okay, it's old now, so it's it's looks like it's probably even more used than it than it was. But I I I have this kind of thing about the monks sticking it in their pocket of their habit yes, and I taking it around that. and um, doing the visitation to the sick, which is at the back of it. Mm -hmm. You know, using that as a memoir and reading those prayers to people that were passing. You know, so there's there's something for me um, that links it to local people and not big events. I know that you've got thoughts about who, how it might have got to Cambridge. Yes, we uh, yeah, you know, talk about thoughts. big events uh, and, and the history and, and the history of uh, the kings and all the rest of it. But for me, it's about that local thing. Yeah, it's that local local pool. So. The more exciting thing I find about, uh, you know, looking at the history of it is um, the fact that um, it might have been a battle book as well, and they might have carried it into battle. Um, it, uh, it was quite a well-known thing for them to take, um, for a monk to, to turn up and read out of the book prior to a battle. Uh, and, um, I think they call them cataks. So uh, that would have been, uh, you know, the, 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 the idea of this book being carried maybe in a satchel uh, into into battle is just uh, is just amazing. Uh, it's a pity that we often say stones don't talk and books don't talk either, but, you know, the fact that you can, you, you can have theories, you know, can, you can speculate about how... How I, I have mine, you have yours. But anyway, because that, I mean, as Derek was saying, we did years ago um, try and see whether the university would be interested in kind of hosting um, the book, uh, hosting alone. Um, 
and linking it into Mayfest in the city because of you know books and reading and writing. Mm. Um, but that didn't fly, um, just circumstance. So there's been lots of different approaches by different people to try and do what we've done. And I think what's worked for this has been the partnership. We came back from Cambridge with a proposal which I took to the city, you know, Aberdeen City Council, to Aberdeenshire Council, um, to our various community partners uh, around about, to the university and to Cameron Archaeology, who's been our archaeologist the last few digs. Yes, Not, yeah. As Derek said, we used Guard early on, but Ali's been the, the archaeologist and, and, and probably knows the book as well as anyone else too because it gets you. So I think it goes beyond her, you know, normal. No, I shouldn't say that because I'm not speaking. For, I shouldn't speak for Ali. But my feeling is that her um, love for this project and book is about. It. She's captured, captive by it as well, um, and keen to keep involved. So that partnership was made the application to the lottery fund, heritage fund, um, with the, us as the lead partner. That is what's enabled us to. Not just have the exhibition as we have here, which is fabulous, but to do a 12-week dig this mm -hmm. year and to have this cultural programme, which has also been quite immense. Um, there are too many projects possibly to mention this morning, but the one I would like to highlight and which hasn't been exhibited yet is the banners that Live Life Aberdeenshire has been promoting in its libraries. People coming together to sew using an artist called Rachel Forbes um, who has they've they've actually dyed they've used the really old medieval techniques for creating colours from plants, um, and I've seen photos and I can't wait to actually see the banners which will be exhibited at our final event on the second of October, which is still available to book. It's a public event if people want to to book that if they happen to be listening to this. Yeah, the, the, and some of the other stuff that we've had yeah. on then, I mean, who would have thought that we had a, like a, although they come under the heading of Music for the Book of Deer, they were kind of jazzy. And um, uh, and we got uh, them to manage to organise a concert in um, Plus Garden, I mean, and uh, it was standing room only. And uh, it was absolutely fantastic. The acoustics were brilliant. We got the same band, um, uh, Richard Ingham, who uh, wrote the piece, his band, to come and perform in Dear Abbey. And uh, being involved in music, I thought the band, whenever they had their backs to the, the Abbey wall, whenever they started to play, the music would just die. But no, it yeah, just wonderful. resonated around yeah. the Abbey. And there's a lot of quiet moments and a bit of um, uh, monk music, not um, chant. The, the music um, died down and towards the end, specifically. Uh, uh, there's just the toll of a bell, a monk's bell, and the birds all started singing yeah, in the Abbey, and it was, it was just quite a very, very emotive, magic wasn't it? moment. Yeah. It was. There's still uh, an opportunity yeah. to hear that yes, again there is. Um, on the first of October. First of October, at the Cowdery Hall. Okay. Um, yeah, places available for that. Yeah, uh, I hope that folk. I'm not a jazz huge jazz fan, <laughs> but I still appreciate bits of it that are really melodic yeah um, and as you say the kind of um recreation of 
the various pieces to do with the various aspects of the monk's yeah, life. It, it Richard, was, I mean, Richard's another one. He he's he tells the story. He tells the story. He tells the story. And he also <laughs> he, he has he has become a passionate follower of the book oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know anyone no. who hasn't got involved in this. Exactly. Hasn't, hasn't Richard's been, one of the the the, the, the world's most uh, <laughs> well one of the world's uh, most famous um, saxophonists, and he writes prolifically um, and composes. And he's a great educator as well. And he's just totally hooked by the book of the year. Yeah. He was just, he just bought it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other, totally the other, into yeah, it. Yeah, the other person who knows into it in a big way is Pat McLeod from my yes, Media. Yeah, he's making yeah. another documentary, um, having done one a few years ago in search uh, for BBC Alma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Gaelic to actually give the Gaelic title, but no. Search for the Monastery <laughs> of the Year. Search for the Monastery um, of the But yeah. she's doing another, uh, she, she and Scott uh, are doing another um, film. Um, and Pat has is a Gaelic, Gaelic speaker, um, and she has, she said she as a student in Aberdeen, she heard about the Book of Deer first and about these Gaelic notes and that first written Gaelic being in Aberdeenshire, which you know, folk again think, oh, Gaelic over that bit of Scotland, no, mm-hmm. it's a you know West Coast Highland thing, but no, at that time, um, the the monks there or the people there were were speaking speaking yeah. Gaelic. Uh, and again, Pat's another one who's just hooked. And and it's not surprising. I mean, really, somebody's mentioned it to me the other day, uh, or I read it, and Catherine Forsyth spoke on the Book of Deer, uh, which is uh, an analogy of um, various um, academics um, come together to, to, to write and do papers on the book. It's it, it's Scot- Scotland's oldest word, or words, yes, yes. within that, within yeah. that uh, and it's open. Downstairs Absolutely, Scotland's <laughs> oldest word, and it's yeah. open at the page, so you can see Scotland's oldest word, um, our words uh, in that book. So, yeah. uh, by 200 years. There's not another uh, instance of Scottish Gaelic uh, for 200 years after this book was written, which uh, makes it really, really special. Very special. The opportunity to highlight all this information is really... Uh, is what I really like about the whole thing. The description, the splendid, splendid little book. The, spl- the splendid little book. They wrote it themselves. Little did they know. All these centuries later, we'll still be quoting them. A splendid anyway, little book. Yeah. Spare a thought for yeah. the wretch who wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> that type it's of just thing. Yeah, that that, that catches me as well. Yeah. yeah. So human. I've been in now three times. To see the exhibition, I'm going to come back in with my family because I want to go and see the Galloway Hoard as well. But certainly, urging anyone who's listening to this, if they haven't been in to the Aberdeen Art Gallery Museum to see this exhibition, then please do. You've got to the second of October. No, just I would encourage anyone who hasn't been in just to to, to see it and similarly get as we have, uh, get hooked and follow mm-hmm. follow the Book of Deer Project website. No. Uh, find out more. Plenty yeah, of time still. As I say, um, the only danger is you come and see it, and um, you might get touched like the rest of us. Uh, anybody that's had any involvement, you just you, you can't help but get hooked and want to know more about it. So um, be prepared. And as I say, it's such a fantastic and fascinating piece of our history. This has got so much more that you can see in the visual aspects. And the fact, as I said, the, the, it can only, the, the pages that are open uh, downstairs, it mentions farms, which are still extant today. If you really wanted to go, you could mm-hmm. go and see 
the farms. Uh, the important bit to me is new areas of research here. We have in the museum in Aden, in Aden Park, uh, we have a, a separate little uh, exhibition on there and we have got uh, uh, the Ravenstone on, on display there. And between the Book of Deer and the Ravenstone, which also has writing on it uh, and is thought to be of the same period as the Book of Deer, um, it shows that um, there was um, high status going in and uh, orbit above in at, um, at that time, maybe 10th century or something like that. That's what they're thinking. So we have got quite a good exhibition out at uh, Aden as well. So anybody yeah, uh, no, passing anyone should really once, once think the book about goes it. Back, yeah. If they want to find out more about the We will be carrying the, on. Yeah. The exhibition at Aden Museum. And that will close, I think, the end of October, uh, yeah. the exhibition. So uh, if, uh, if you're not able to see the book, and uh, I trust you are. We have a facsimile of it. Yeah, we've got a facsimile in um, in Aden, and as I say, the Ravenstone is very, very important as well. So we take the opportunity. We hope that listening to Anne and Derek's conversation has inspired you to find out more about the Book of Deer and its links to the northeast of Scotland. You might like to visit the Book of Deer Project Centre at the Aberdeenshire Farming Museum in Aden Country Park in Mintlaw, Aberdeenshire. The Book of Deer exhibition continues at Aberdeen Art Gallery until Sunday the 2nd of October 2022 and admission is free.